Hello, welcome to Unlocking Block 5, the podcast for Gooners by Gooners, and I've got Stuart Izzard with me. Hello, Stuart. Good evening, gentlemen. And what's a Ben Rigglesworth? I don't know whether it's as much as a Jack and Vera Duckworth. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, what is a Ben Rigglesworth? Apparently, he's a video scout. A video scout? Yeah. He just watches videos all day, I think. Oh, right. What, all those YouTube clips? Yeah. Because if I you think... watch that, you'd think that um, Tom Cleverley was a good player or something, wouldn't you? But that's what his job title is, isn't it? It's video scout. Does that mean he has to get, like, Ralph Harris to come round and touch him up at his house rather than go that's into it. scouts and get in touch up? Oh, that's dear. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, dob, dob. Catholic priests. And uh, just lowering the tone there is Nick Williams. Nick, hello. Hello, Matthew. Now, uh, Nick, this week we uh, caught up with you on Tuesday for the Southampton game and your buttons were bursting all over the place. Yeah. But um, I understand there's some more buttons bursting in your household at the minute. Well, there is, yeah. In fact, I watched the game uh, yesterday from the Mother Care changing rooms while my was trying, trying on pregnancy jeans and uh, and pregnancy bras, so that was that was interesting. Watching oh, well, the game. Congratulations, on, on Nick, from everybody uh, on our lot in Block Five, and um, it just it's well. I guess uh, the, if I can give you advice, is just just say yes to everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If she so asks for something, advice. just say yes. If, if if you want some advice, Nick, um, you should have got sterilised when you got married. <laughs> the oh, life, dear. Uh, well, I've, trying to, I've been trying to do like a DIY sterilising job with you know like Amstel over the last <laughs> few years. It hasn't worked. Or we, uh, yeah. Well, we. Um, it, it's amazing uh, what you can get in the rocket these days. That's all I can say. <laughs> and we've got Nick Rowe with us. Hello, Nick. Good evening, Matthew. And then, and um, so, what uh, have you been eating for lunch today? Nothing oh. as appetising as Mr. Reuben. <laughs> I, I, I had to make do with a plain old chicken sandwich. But um, yeah, I wasn't sure whether because obviously we had Lee and his kebab for lunch, and yeah, then John Lee's went been having Donna kebabs for lunch, which <laughs> is just not on as far as I'm concerned. No. A Donna then, kebab is eleven o'clock at night at least, isn't it? Pissed yeah. Up. And, uh, and having John... working at the same place as Lee actually stinks the office out as well. We have a bad in our office on hot food. Do you? I don't know what, I don't know what was yeah. worse, so that or yeah. John's salad. And oh, of course, and we've got John Rubin with us. Hello, John. All right. So let's talk about salad because you say you have salad for lunch every day. Every day while at work, yeah. Yeah. And what goes in your salad? Because well, I drive around all day. Yeah. And. Um, <clears throat> Obviously, being a diabetic, I'm a sad, you ain't got to take insulin and shit like that. So, in my salad, it's normally some form of meat, which is normally beef or chicken. Yeah. Uh, then there's cucumber, gherkins, cherry tomatoes, or baby plum tomatoes, uh, pickled onion, and olives. We should make one of those um, Facebook uh, recipe things where you see it sort of being chucked all together. In 30 seconds, we'll do one of them for you. Proper tasty. Proper tasty. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, John, <coughs> what were you doing when the football was on? I was watching it. Well, you said you fa- were fast-forwarded to kick to... Oh, yeah, well, it was, I was cooking my dinner. I was cooking my dinner, so I had to put it on poles. Oh, right. 
I had it on pulse about 25 minutes, and obviously um, Ozil scored, and I was just typing the WhatsApp message, what a great goal Ozil, yeah. when he uh, up scored as well. And it was like, oh, fucking hell, like two goals in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, quality. We'll get on to the Bournemouth game in a bit. but um, So that uh, one minute was the only minute worth watching in the whole match. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right, actually. When uh, Theo come on for 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. As I said, we went down to 10 men for 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, so, um, just this week, uh, it's been quite an exciting one. We've cha- uh, if, if our listeners, you may have noticed that we've changed our podcast logo. Um, one, we felt that if we're ever going to go into merchandising, then it's probably not best to bastardise the... Um, the Arsenal logo. So we've chosen uh, a picture of Kenny Sampson and we wanted to thank Kenny Sampson for uh, for following us on Twitter and um, it's fantastic to see how well he's doing, how he's um, he's sober and he's getting himself back together. Um, and uh, I hope he's listening tonight. And if you are listening, Kenny, just uh, fantastic, uh, mate. We We're all supporting you. And uh, we just wanted to show our appreciation for all the uh, fantastic times you gave us at Arsenal. Yeah. However, 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 yeah, it was going to be a block five thing, shouldn't it be? No offense to Kenny, a famous number five. So well, I, I was, yeah, I was speaking to Lee about this. So Stevie when, Bold, when we, theory. when we, when we, when when we started, when I started to do the artwork, I did a big number five, and of course Kenny Sampson's number three. Uh, so the fives were, yeah, as you said, Stevie Bold. Um, who else was there? David O'Leary. O'Leary, 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 O'Leary yeah. Who's yeah. five now? Gabrielle. No. Is it? <laughs> yeah, from Ireland. It's now Gabrielle. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's a. We will do some other artwork as the uh, months go on. I'd quite like to do one of Ian Wright as well. I think that's uh, who we all represent, really, when it comes. A lot in block eight. A lot in block eight. <laughs> well, uh, I, I walk. No, I don't walk into block eight entrance. I walk into block six, so that doesn't work. <clears throat> anyway, so um, cheers, Kenny, and uh, we'll, let's start with the Southampton game. So let's start with the pre-match because it was slightly unusual at the Rocket. So they've they had a student night there. So the normal bar was off-limits to Arsenal fans, uh, mm-hmm. particularly us old gits. Um, if you could just describe, uh, Stuart, what it looked like upstairs. It was um, like something out of uh, a whorehouse in Amsterdam. <laughs> or so you're told, Stuart. <laughs> or so I'm told. <laughs> so I'm led to be believed. That was the case. That's right. So it's like a big ballroom, but they lit it red uh, yeah. for oh, Arsenal, presumably. But it made it look like a strip joint. <laughs> and also, they were playing sort of sexy and, music, weren't and they? And there was a real shit lap dancer in there, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, some thirty-seven-year-old. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, so forty-one-year-old. I decided to um, uh, do some lap dancing for the boys. Uh, a few slut drops. Um, twerking, a bit of twerking, that sort of thing. But it was um, shocking. Yes. At one point, there was two blokes sitting 
sort of on a sofa looking at one of the tellies and there was like sort of uh, some sort of aerobics program on. Um, <laughs> it just looked like they were um, playing with themselves on the solo symphony. Was it Australian aerobics? That's quite good. Yeah, that that sort of aerobics. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, right hand aerobics. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a funny old uh, um, situation because they they had got like a little bar upstairs and two bar staff, and like literally the whole of the North Bank came into. But it wasn't even that, was it? The bloody beer pumps. I mean, buying a jug of beer it took about fifteen minutes for it to fill. Yeah, <laughs> it was so was slow because of the size of the queue. It was just yeah. It was a bit like when you oh. see those documentaries about prisons in like Colombia or something, where they turn the water off and you just have people like gathered around a tap trying to get a sort of drop I mean, out for themselves. I think we'd all done the right thing, haven't we? Because as soon as we got there, everyone got a jug. Yeah. In so we, so we were had just a table full of beer right, jugs. Yeah. We, we just about lasted, didn't we? Right, right, I'm young. Yeah, by the time young Brendan turned up, he had to queue for about four hours, didn't he? But we, I mean, it was a bit of uh, a ridiculous situation, really. Obviously, we were the ones buying the most booze. We're not students. They would all have been supping the same pint, weren't they, all night? If exactly. Cut a van and in and a straw. <laughs> yeah. I guess you... some deal they did with, um, what's it called, Red Action, that they, you know, if they've got a student night on, they get priority of that downstairs, but... Yeah, it was completely bonkers. Absolutely mad. Should have gone yeah. to the lamb. I did say that. Yeah, but well, Aidy was, was coming. Us, but of course, it? it made it worse because well, Aidy had to. Uh, yeah, well, there's a lift though, wasn't there? There was a lift, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So um, what else? So uh, Lee noticed that there was a bloke who looked like a big baby there. Just sort of dropped that in. I wrote some notes on my phone. You see, <laughs> I can't really remember what they're about <laughs> <laughs> after the game, but. Um, you must be able to remember Bill's comment, though, mate. Yeah, so Bill <laughs> took us back to the 1980s, didn't he, that <laughs> night? Um, when, is, this Bill, is this Bill's Bowie stage? No, no, no. no so Bill was... Um, I, I had to tell Bill, because he was getting on my tits. Um, <laughs> just, Bill, look over there. There's quite a nice arse over there. And there was a girl in jeans, and it, it was quite a nice arse. And I thought, if I distract Bill with this arse then um, I, I, don't, I won't have to talk to him. <laughs> and it was absolutely worked a treat. He couldn't take his eyes off her. Um, and then he, he said, like, oh, why don't we go downstairs to the students? And I said, well, first of all, Bill, um, they, we, I, I only think there's the odd misfortune student. I don't think we can all go down there. And certainly you'll look like... Uh, <laughs> but Uncle he said, Bill with his oh, Werther's originals. Well, I think Bill had gone to get a burger or something and he'd been and had a, a quick look around. And he's, he said, Well, some of them were quite bonkable. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but I don't think I've heard the word bonkable since about 1988. Uh, but anyway, that was. I think what made it worse, Matt, was every time you told Bill to look round and turn around and look at that girl's ass. Yeah, it just made his whiplash injuries worse. Oh yeah, so they phoned even more about it. So poor old Bill was um, on the uh, M1 on Sunday, coming back from Milton Keynes. 
Coming back from Milton Keynes versus Chelsea. Yeah, uh, he hadn't been to Milton Keynes versus Chelsea, had he? <laughs> he was just in Milton Keynes. But he um, just happened to be coming back on a Sunday from Milton Keynes. Yeah, he he came back and uh, was uh, rear-ended. Um, oh, but. Uh, which <laughs> which um, gave him, as Lee said, minor women's whiplash. Um, <laughs> so he was struggling to uh, cr- crane his neck at this girl's bottom. But um, he, he also said that when the... Because he had to be... Rec- I think the, the, they wrote off his car, but he had to come and uh, be recovered by the AA or whoever. And he said that the FA Cup draw was happening while he was being recovered. So as, as much as he was trying to concentrate on getting his car off the motorway, <laughs> he couldn't help uh, giving a little whoop of excitement when Hull came out. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, I don't know how the AA felt about that. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, so um, the Southampton game. Well, I've just written down here, Jesus. What do you think, Nick? Oh, it was painful, wasn't it? Absolutely painful. I think it was one of those games, as you you, you were there watching, and you just knew we weren't going to score. Yeah. And I must admit, it wasn't until I saw the stats the next day I realised how many chances we'd had. Because it didn't feel like we'd had that many. But was it four? No, we Force kind made of the quietly most... were making chance after yeah. chance, weren't we? He, made, he were... made the most saves the goalkeeper had made in any game this season. Really? Really? And it really didn't feel that way. We'd had something like 20 shots it on target or something. It didn't. You know, when you, like you said, when you look, look the highlights back, it was like, I, I can't remember us being in that much control of the game. It was really, really dull. And I just remember look, looking at, in the second half, like every time someone got the ball and looked forward, like all the players were just sort of standing there with their arms out, like pass it to me. They all yeah. wanted it to feet. Nobody was running running on past. It was like literally every, as soon as someone got the ball, everybody was just stood facing them. It was so easy to defend, I thought. Um, I know was to play well, but we should have stuck one of them away. Yeah, I mean, I think... Certainly the first one where it, Ozil sort of cushions the ball down and takes an instant shot. He was trying to be cute, wasn't he? He was trying to sort of just hit it as early as possible, but he probably gave himself the time to just steady himself and really fire it past him. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. We should have put, we should have put, you're looking back and we should put at least a bit. Play, but. The, se- the second one, I mean, I, I thought it was a goal. I jumped on the bloke next to me, um, but it, it was a good save that one. Actually, it was. Uh, it was a. It, well, I mean, it seemed like a pretty easy chance. As, again, didn't it? He sort of stole in front yeah. of the keeper and and toe poked it, and it uh, just the keeper just had to put a hand out, and it went round the post. But um, I, I mean, I have to say the the, the ones that were falling to. Joel Campbell in the second half, the ones where he's got in the wrong position or he's just he's got it under his feet or it's just positioning really. You can't blame the people who are crossing the ball to Campbell. He's just got himself in poor positions. Um and the Walcott one, oh my god. I mean what can you say? He's got I've had so much, there. so much time, and he hits I've, it straight at Forster. I've totally had enough of Walcott. You know, I've seen enough. Get rid of him. Oh, is that the one where we went straight through and he could have passed it? I, I can't. I'm getting, maybe I'm getting that. Mixed no, up. it's when the, the ball went out wide on the right, and he had so much time for this first shot, and he like 
bobbled it along to the keeper. It hit the second one quite well, but it was straight out the keeper and the angle was a lot worse, you know? I'm getting it mixed up with another game then. Sorry, I didn't watch it. But we were, yeah, I mean, it just, I was looking straight down the barrel of that chance and you think he's got so much time that he could have knocked it forward and taken the keeper on or anything, but he just decided to tamely shoot. And it was the story of the game, really. There was no pace in the game. They frustrated us. They t- wasted time. Um, yeah, from about the first minute. And there was lots of tackles. And, I mean, I was sort of clocking up some of the players' tackles, you know, time and time again as we went down the right with Bellerin and people getting... And Campbell just being uh, tack- sort of... Badly tackled each time they went down. Pull back, the yeah, or just just stop from any flow, didn't they? Yeah. Which, you know, which a lot of teams do at our place now. So, I mean, but, when you look at them, they had had already had. <coughs> I think they've now got five clean sheets in a row, Southampton. So, what do you say, really? I mean, we found a team on defensive form. Yeah, but the thing uh, is, what you need to do if you have got Walcott on the pitch. Is by past the by past the midfield, stick it over the top, let him play on the shoulder of the centre backs, stick it on the top, yeah. uh, over the top, and let him run through. If if you've got that sort of situation, you've got to switch it on the pitch and say, look, forget this trying to walk it through. Just go route one and see how we get on. Yeah, well, to I be honest, I mean. I don't think they pushed up far enough to let leave him any space, did they, at any point? No. no. I, I agree with John in that we just didn't try anything different. We didn't try to go over the top uh, and take them on. Um, you know, in, in the Bournemouth game, it was a bit different. We seemed to hit a lot of long balls, but against Southampton, we were very cautious um, in the way we built up the play. And actually, we've got players on the pitch who are very instinctive finishers, you know, you're almost better off giving Theo Walcott no time to think, aren't are you? Because uh, you... I mean, the thing is, if you look at like the undefeatables, they would have found a way to at least nick a one nil. Yeah, would have found a way to do it, and that's what we lack at the moment: is just finding a way to score a goal when teams are playing like that. Well, I mean, we've had, we've created many many chances in that game, and it was just. I mean, I said it's just we just needed one bit of luck in the game, and it would have been three points because the amount. I mean, the first one that Ozil hits is just he's lucky Forster it hits him. Um, in the second half, we had chance after chance. The keeper's had a worldie, isn't he? Yeah. Let's face it. Oh, he he's, played well. He's, 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 you know, if that had been an, anybody else, another day, it, we would have won that. It, yeah, he's he has had. An absolute world class game, and it always seems to be against us. So you might think, well, maybe we are shit. <laughs> but and to be honest, does if you look be... at that, if you fast forward that to next week, if that's Barcelona coming at us doing that, and Peter Cech as a sort of game Forrester plays, you'd be thinking that was a good draw, wasn't it? Absolutely, uh, yeah. <laughs> we will certainly be wasting time on that game. So um, let's talk a bit about Bournemouth. Um, now, at the beginning of the game, um, Oxlade Chamberlain, yeah. Oxlade, no, yeah, him, Oxlade Chamberlain was selected, and Arsene Wenger said it's because he's on form. So, what do we think of that? I think he done well. You did. Oh well. 
But was he on form? Would you describe him as the form player? No, but he's better certainly... Than World Cup. Yeah. If you he's... look at the options available, better than World Cup. And as you said about Southampton, Campbell struggled in that game. Yeah. yeah. And therefore, yeah. he's the obvious choice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he got an assist against Burnley, hadn't he? Uh he done okay all right again. Okay. He done all right. He done all right in that. I, I think he was right in selecting him yesterday. Yeah, and I think I mean, yeah, the goal showed it, didn't it? Yeah, I just I mean, I, as as we said with him, you know, it's about confidence, and the goal he scored hopefully will give him a lot more confidence because it was an absolutely cracking finish. Yeah, well, we said um, that in the charity show. Though. Hopefully, that goal that gets was. him confidence, and that never happened. <clears throat> well. He's yeah. got to do it now, hasn't he? Got injured then, didn't he? He's had a bit of a hit and miss season with injuries, and then he, you know, he hasn't had a run of game. So I thought he had a good game. I thought um, maybe Campbell was getting a bit tired. He did played a few games, and he hasn't. He, Campbell hasn't played a sustained period of games in the in the Premier League for us, has he? So it might have caught up with him a bit. So yeah, but Nick is like, a professional athlete. You can't say yeah. he's a bit tired playing like once a week or so, maybe twice. I mean, did he play against Burnley? I can't remember if he did. He might have. Well, As a professional athlete, professional footballer. Oh, Campbell. Yeah, two games in a week. Don't forget, he's busy making soup as well, though, John. <laughs> yeah, takes a lot out of him. Yeah. Extract <laughs> a lot out of him, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh. So, um, talking about uh, soup, we had no <laughs> cockleaky, did we? No cockland. No. I don't understand that because obviously if Flamini had a shaky start to the match, you have to say. And Yeah, but I think that was because he was on Mr. and Mrs., wasn't he, with Ozil before <laughs> yeah. the game. Yeah. So he had to start. Oh, dragging his fingers down his arm. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Love you. The funny thing about that was Sunez, right? Yeah. And, uh, because when Mertesat got sent off, Sunez was like, that was never a red, never a red or whatever. And then, <clears throat> I don't know whether Sky had a word of him saying, look, don't start contradicting the ref. You've got to be in line with all the way up to the modern game. Next minute, he's like, straight red, straight red that was. Well, he did get the ball. He took a little bit of the player. And it was like, no, he should have walked. He should have walked. I thought, well, hold on a minute. Compared to what you're talking about from the week before, it's not that much worse. Well, yes, I just think it's like a, yes, this idea did. of two-footed tackles where <coughs> you get the ball and you don't touch the man, which he did. Is a, So it's almost like if a tree falls in a forest, you don't hear it. Does anyone hear it? Well, if someone does a two-footed tackle and it doesn't catch him and it gets the ball, is that a red card? I think but, they but, just they, they said about stopping it, though, didn't they? They don't want players le- don't want leaving, put, leaving the ground like that. No, they, that's they don't fair want enough, it. but he didn't touch him. I thought he was lucky to stay on the pitch. Yeah, I thought he was lucky. In modern terms, with refereeing. But, you know, Sue was the ref again. Yeah. Friend. Friend. I remember watching Henri getting sent off for a two-footed tackle and he missed the player. But they yeah. sent him off. They said it was intense. But he missed a player completely. Oh, that happened to Patrick Vieira as well, didn't it? At Man United, he got... I think he took a swing at Roy Keane. It missed him completely. And he got sent off for missing a, a, a kick-out at someone. See, I, I reckon Flamini's just practising ready for Lionel Messi. 
<laughs> Let's hope. He'll get that time spot on in a couple yeah. of weeks. <laughs> He's going to get one. He's going to get one chance. <laughs> I do agree, though. I mean, if you go in two-footed and you're off the floor so you've got no control, but you don't go near... You know, if you miss the player completely or you get the ball... If you get the ball, that's a good tackle. They shouldn't say the intent was there. Well, the intent's to get the ball. Yeah. So if you get the ball, there's no intent to injure the player, is there? I think with the Flamini, I think he went in sort of, he went to tackle him with his left and the guy shifted the ball over to Flamini's right and then Flamini sort of went in, reacted and then sort of brought his, he didn't go, both legs didn't come straight out. It was like the left one came yeah. out and then the right one. Yeah. I, like I said, I, th- I thought he was lucky to stay on the pitch. You're yeah. always going to yeah. be lucky in that situation if the ref sees sees that and uh, favours the player. And how, how many times have we seen in games, you know, where there's a booking in the first half which is pretty pretty heavy, and, yeah. and you get something that's something nowhere near as bad in the second half, and the refs book them for it. It seems to be like a they, the refs bang on about consistency, but. I haven't seen much consistency in, in terms of the the punishment of tackles in the first half compared to the second half at our place this season. Um, Flamini had a very cunning plan for the second half, didn't he? Which was what? He did Doing fuck that. all, did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still, I mean, I'm flabbergasted why there was no Coquelin, to be well, honest. Particularly because El Nenny was off, wasn't he? Because he just added baby, so... Yeah, there's a new... Um, a bit in there. There's a new little El Nenny in the world now. Um, I think I'm he tweeted my, I mean, earlier. You can only that, assume we... uh, bringing his Sorry. Egyptian uh, family over, um, and yeah, so <laughs> we've got uh, another little Guna um, in the wings. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, lives in London, Matt. Lives in London. He's probably a Man United fan. <laughs> You can only assume with Coquelin that he, you know, Wenger must be worried he's not 100%. So he doesn't want to sort of throw him back too early. So he must have been. Because, like I said, in that situation with only Firmini and Ramsey's form was bloody awful again in the middle. You know, we got got man of the match bizarrely, didn't we? I don't know how that worked out. I don't know how he got man of the match. He was dog shit again. Well, I mean, he, he, uh, I guess he. Two assists. To be honest, I mean, Sanchez was so bad in that game against Bournemouth that he made Ramsey look like he was in total control. Yeah. The amount of sort of lost balls, bad passes. You know, he just looked all over the place. Just didn't pull off. He's just got to keep playing him, though, haven't he, until he gets his form back. Absolutely. I mean, Ozil's goal was off of uh, Giroud's header. Yeah. Yeah. And Ramsey's... Well, was Ramsey chip. chips the ball into the air. Yeah, it's Ramsey's chip in, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he just passed it out to the Ox. I mean, he still had a lot to do with the Ox. So, you know, yeah, it goes down as an as an assist. But, no, I'm talking uh, about Ozil's goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ramsey chipped Giroud it in yeah. and then... Yeah, Ramsey's assist, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's yeah. not get fucking picky. But I just, like I said, I just, <laughs> yeah, you just, yeah, Cockland, there must have been something wrong with him for him not to get in that, that opening side, you know. Um, well, I guess I don't know whether Wenger's thinking the, the partnership in thing of having Ramsey, but he would be so much better protection than Flamini, who was just wild again, wasn't he? And he could have cost us the game because if yeah, he was sent off in the ninth minute, then. You know we're struggling. 
Yeah, and there was a few times where he, Flamini sort of came out to close the ball down. They literally like they just passed it or ran round him, and it, and he he was done. Then he couldn't, he didn't have the pace to get back. So, um, so well, I mean, Ozil's finish was an absolutely tremendous one. They didn't really talk about that particularly, but beautiful he's had right to foot? leave both feet wrong. He's hit the wrong foot, both feet off the ground, volley, drilled it straight down the middle. I thought it was a great finish. Someone who was struggling in front of goal in midweek. Um, he done very well to keep that down. Yeah, and skying over the bar. Exactly. It was that was a bit like me two... with the brandy on Tuesday. What keeping it down? Yeah. <laughs> Are you struggling? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, everything was going down, Stuart, for you and the accountant. Oh, I tell you, <laughs> I was. So you were on a mission, pissed. mate. I was so pissed oh. Tuesday. Absolutely <laughs> hammered. Yeah. Yeah, we, so, do you know that's why we ended up in block five because we were too pissed to walk the stairs up to go upstairs we just wandered in there and god knows how we managed to stay in there and it then, seemed like it, a real struggle to get into the ground on tuesday night as well cause it was it was difficult everybody but, was just had forgotten altogether about the bag search and yeah the searching that was going but, but on. so many when, extra they look like they've got a, a lot of extra turnstiles in between they don't seem to open up and then yeah. You know, they thought they you thought they would have doubled up with the staff or whatever now, knowing they've got all these checks. But it just it seems to be like there's been no effort to get people through quicker. It was when Stuart got back in the lamb after the game. Yeah. And he made everyone laugh with his first chant of shit referee. <laughs> <laughs> and then shit he went referee. on with it all for about 45 minutes non-stop. <laughs> shit referee. Oh, shit he's awful, referee. Mason, isn't he? And obviously he... Um, he he came in for some criticism for Wenger. And actually, I was going to put this as a, one of the questions in my uh, in the match day experience bit, but um, let's do it now. So he said to Lee Mason in the tunnel, it's always the same with you. And then didn't uh, the, it was reported that, um, what's his name? The Koeman. Ronald Koeman had said, no, it's always the same with you to Wenger. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, I think there was some fighting, uh, probably involving pizza. Cause he usually <laughs> does that. Well, I think, Koeman, I mean, you know, yeah, they both got a point. I mean, Wenger's got a point because that referee was dog shit the other night. He wasn't giving anything. Um, and he just completely let them smother the game, you know. Um, and and Koeman's got a point because yes, Wenger is a petulant bad loser, and and we didn't uh, lose at top. Well, yeah, but we didn't lose. But he's a, if things don't go away, his way, he's very petulant, and it does rub off on the team. There's no doubt about it, you know. I did uh, like the moment where Ozil he spray. He was having trouble with his um, magic spray, weren't he, Lee Mason? And he sprayed it on the ground like a little dot where the ball should go, and Ozil sort of picked up the foam and moved it a yard <laughs> in front of him, put the ball behind it, and then he must have caught what he was doing out of the corner of his eye, because everyone was cheering, and he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got the ball and moved it back and done another spot. He's just so pedantic. Um, oof. Oh. Oh, that was a moment of enlightenment from John, was it? Was it you, John? It's my phone, yeah. <laughs> So, um, so the question is: so um, it's always the same with you. What is always the same with you, John? What's always the same with you apart from your lunch? What? What's always the same with you? Uh, 
Monday night's podcast night. I've normally just finished work and I'm absolutely knackered. Yeah. And now I'm sitting here drinking Stella. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Stuart, that's your answer, isn't it? Yeah. What's always yeah. the same with you, Stuart? Uh, Stella. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And um, Nick Williams, what's always the same with you? I guess you lot would say I talk too much, but um, <laughs> yeah. there you go. We're all sticking to our stereotypes here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Nick, Nick Rowe, what's always the same with you? I don't know. Um, running, yes. Yeah. Running. <laughs> normally, running normally, every, I, every single week I get absolutely wasted on a Saturday and then wonder why running on a Sunday morning hurts so much. <laughs> so the two just don't go together. And the thing that's always the same with me is my 38th birthday, which I've had about three times now. Four. Four. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. So uh, I I must admit, I thought that was one of AD's funniest comments earlier on. Well, Benjamin Button Hutton. Yeah, Matthew Hutton, Benjamin Button. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, you've got to keep uh, young and beautiful, haven't you? It's my duty. So, uh, just talk about the real man of the match at, at Bournemouth, uh, Stuart. Peter Check. Yeah. Peter Check, I without mean, doubt. They made the decision about the man of the match just before he made two, cru- well, I, I guess they weren't crucial saves at the end, but there was a few minutes to go and it would have been a bit hairy. The one the one he tipped, because it was a bit like an FA Cup game, wasn't it? Like a, a, Against a non-league side with the wind and the... The little stadium and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The, the, the one he made from, was it Arta? Arta yeah. Unbelievable. Just, Just you know, and, the, and yeah, the, yeah. the other Just one he came that. out and, and smothered quite close in. Yeah. Um, yeah. There were two in the first half, weren't they? Yeah. The, the, you know, know. Just kept us in it. Yeah. And um, then to, like you say, at the end, all right, they probably wouldn't have gone on and won the, or, or got back maybe, but just to keep that clean sheet. Brilliant, absolutely superb. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, well, no, I thought Ozil had a good game. I mean, he even put a bit of a tackle in. When he fouled that player, I can't remember who was commentating. I just said, like, yeah, it's always good to apologise after a bad tackle. But he was <laughs> like, yeah, I'm really sorry, mate, stroking his head or trying to lift him up. And it's like, you just gone clean through the player, mate. What you <laughs> <laughs> What's all the walking about, though? What do you mean? Well, we were walking about at times, our players. Just literally walking about there yesterday. Well, I always think when that's going on, we have we just haven't been... They're, they're not under any instruction. I, it feels like... Well, I'll tell you what, if they fucking do it on Sunday, we're going to get murdered by them fuckers yeah. from Leicester. Yeah, because, exactly. Because I'll tell you what, there's so many of these players walking around like, do not give a shit. And you think, well, we all give a shit. And, you know, I hope they realise that Sunday, because if we ain't at the races Sunday, we are going to get proper shown up. And and I do hope that don't happen. But watching our team, there's no go in us. You know, there's, I'm not saying we haven't got good players. and But why do we do the same old shit every yeah. week? The same old shit, we go deeper and... We, we were lucky to get and, two oh, so quickly, I think, because I, I always describe this like we always seem to have like a hot 10 minutes where we play really well, and then we, if we've got a goal, and then it starts to turn, and we start to give away possession, and slowly 
we're on the back foot in the game. And so many away games where we've been 1-0 up, we end up either drawing or losing, and we've just... We've seen that again, really, on Sunday. We, yeah, we were, well, we can't... We, we were can't... lucky we were 2 nil up, first of all, because we got the goal so quickly, one after the other. But then yeah. we, we can't really do just it conceded g- ground time and time again, didn't we? We cannot do it this week. If we do it if we do it on Sunday, forget it, because they they have got energy to burn, that lot. And, and we've got to match them. We've got to match them and, and, and really, you know outplay them but by god if we start wandering about and people aren't putting a shift in sunday you can forget it unfortunately because we will be uh, made to look silly i'm afraid we're gonna yeah, batter we're, really. leicester. we're gonna batter leicester oh. we're, about it. we're gonna batter oh. them. i mean you get to a point where the opposition aren't really doing a lot so you think yeah whatever i mean admittedly we should have put a shift in and try to put another two or three past them but against leicester they were quite an open side. We're absolutely, we're absolutely going to tear yeah, the new arts like we did at their place. They, they defend pretty deep and solid and then just hit you. Yeah. I think their style yeah. is almost made for playing teams like us, as they showed against Man City the other day. Yeah. You know, they would just they win the ball back on their on their box or in well, they you know, ain't hanging around. Half. As and soon they, as they get the ball, they're not hanging around. They punt it forward, and there's two or three of them sprinting down the channels. You know, and they're very hard. If we get caught out. You know, sort of three on three or something. We're going to get, we're going to get stuffed. Yeah, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but we, I, I had to go back just this evening to look at the five-two where we beat them five-two, mm. just to see what happened in that game. That well, they should have got us. another one, shouldn't they? Just before we went and scored. Yeah, I mean they yeah, they could have been two or three nil up before we scored. But yeah, I, I mean it, generally. I'm looking at that match and thinking that Santi was possibly the difference yeah. between how we are now and how we were then, in that he puts a lovely ball through to Walcott, who hasn't really got anything other to do than other than shoot uh, for our first goal, and he's involved in just moving the ball quickly, and you know some of their goals were quite, our goals were sort of a bit, a bit scrappy, weren't they? There's one over the top that Sanchez headed, headed in, and it was you know we apart from one where Sanchez really struck it from long range. He, I mean, Sanchez was awesome in that game, mm. uh, but he hadn't scored up until that point in the season, and it just suddenly all came out. Um, but we, you know, we we dominated the game, but you feel that it was probably having Santi Cazorla dictating the tempo in the centre that helped us a lot. Um, and we the haven't got that, we the haven't thing got is, that from anyone else. The thing is, Arsene Wenger's yeah. come out and said it. For, for the last few games, we started slowly. We did, the, you know. Yeah. Well, if we if we do that Sunday, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, it'll be all over. We, yeah. we have got to start on the front foot and, we, and we've got to do it for 90 minutes. There should be no passengers on Sunday. And and that really should be the 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 feeling for the rest of the season. But what I watched yesterday, at times they're just walking, and you you you're like, well, they don't look bothered, they don't look interested, the players, and and you're struggling to re- sort of think, well, I know we were two 0 up, but is that what you want to see from your team? Well, it's the cautiousness that's doing us no good, and you know, when we don't have a goal early, we're 
you know, we're, we're struggling to push the pace then, aren't we, as well? Um, Just a bit more work rate from them. You know, we've got a few more players back now. So it's not like you can't go and say to someone, get out there and give me a full-on 70 minutes and, and, and then swap later on, you know, for tired legs. But just well, the other thing see... is we're what? I think we're nine, we're nine goals worse off than the scum. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, it could well come down to goal difference this season, couldn't it? Well, so, so, yeah. one of the places is, isn't so it? So just keep keep fighting, just keep fighting till the end, boys. You know, if you can. Yeah, but I was it. thinking about that, Nick. And I was thinking you can have fifty goals more. You only need one point more. Yes, but if it, if it comes down to goal difference, and you think, oh, what Myth. if we just we stuff one more past Bournemouth when we were when we were easily on, on top, or you know, another one here or another one there? It's just like. Don't let that. Don't get to the end of the season and, and think back what you could have done. Do it now. Yeah. I'll tell you who Leicester remind me of. Leicester remind me of uh, a Man United team under Fergie when all their kids come through, where they just don't stop going and don't stop attacking. Yeah. I mean, Leicester just tore City a brand new ass. Yes, uh, was it Saturday? Yeah. Absolutely yeah. tore my new ass. Yeah. And it remind me of United under Fergie where they could score three or four in the first half and they'd go for three or four in the second half. Absolutely relentless. But I still think we're going to absolutely take them to the cleaners. Well, we've got, we're going to have to be absolutely on top of our game, both defensively and, um, and we've, you know, we've, we've struggled for goals and people like Giroud, people like Alexis really need to step up. Yeah, I think Definitely. Alexis is due a good game, and if uh, Cocklin, if he's fit, hopefully uh, you know you're going to start with Cocklin, and maybe even El Nenny might be. A I was going to say, I reckon El Nenny a bit of height yeah. in there as well. He's got a good engine, hasn't he? Because yeah. Ramsey for me in the middle there. If if you're in a defensive situation, he's he's a liability. Well, it's interesting when Chelsea played them when Mourinho was uh, still in charge. They decided that they would go cautious against Leicester and sit back a bit, and it was almost like the two teams were sitting in their own half. But yeah. even even then, you still had Jamie Vardy blasting the ball in, and just uh, they picked Chelsea apart, even though they tried to play defensively. We're better off going for it. You know, we are better off. I think really we are going for it. Just don't want like. Both full-backs push forward, you know, Ramsey pushing forward if he's playing defensive centre, you know, defensive mm. midfielder. And then suddenly, you know, Vardy and Mares have got all the space in the world just to come, one goes down the outside, one goes down the middle. That's how Leicester have been scoring most of their goals this year. So, yeah. If we do play Elneny, who um, doesn't mind shooting from distance, we need to get players in the box. Because if he does shoot from distance and it comes up a post or a bar, you need a player there. You look at yesterday, I can't remember who went down the wing. Was it... Uh, Sanchez. It stuck it across. And yeah, Giroud, no one there. And Giroud yeah. stopped running. Now, you need yeah. players running into the box with conviction. And if you are going to play on Nenny, which I agree you should play, then what you got is, it could be a deflection of anybody, a save from a keeper. You need people following up in the box to get on any rebound possible. And that's what we're lacking at the minute, a Real push into the box from a Giroud, from a Walcott, if he plays, even from a Ramsey. or whatever, Just get in that box and try to get on the end of any bounce out from a long shot from anyone. And when any can provide the 30-yarder, when he bounces back, get on the end of it. You know, and that's what you need. 
I think we um, we uh, in that game. I think we started with Walcott and left Giroud on the bench, and he came on and scored with a sort of near post flick. It's very like the cup final, actually. It's sort of the goals that we scored were similar to the cup final. There was a sort of knockdown and a volley, and a, a bit of a deflection and a volley. Uh, there was a, was a, a head long up. range one from yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was Giroud picking up an, a loose one at the end. Um, but it's going to be a, a massive game for us. They now. have tightened up defensively a lot since the early part of the season. Yeah, they? I mean, they were coming back from up. two goals down, weren't they? I think and, they've let in uh, seven in the last 13 or something. But, you know, they're defensively they've really shored up as well. So, Well, let's hope that it's one game too far for them. <laughs> Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed, and uh, I mean, I'd hate to say it, but Tottenham. Um, uh, uh, don't right. say it. Yeah, well, I'm not don't say it. Then, yeah, it'll be Tottenham. I think. No, please, 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 a, let's just not talk about Tottenham, please. There'll be quite a no. backlash no. against that City. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. move, move on. Move on. Uh, all we can hope, I suppose, is that Tottenham and Man City get a draw against each other, and that it gives us a bit of breathing space. Oh, Man City beat them. Oh, well, I mean, City Yeah. So, um, let's talk about Leicester a bit more because on the match day experience, it's, this is going to be quite a serious subject actually. Because um, this week there's been a whole plethora of things that us as football fans have had to suffer. Um, it started a few weeks ago when they moved the Leicester match to Valentine's Day. Yeah, two so, weeks. Notice, I think so, so, so good luck if you're in, you're in love. Because you're going to end up with a drunken arse on your uh, dinner table at, at at the end of the day. Mrs. Um, Hutton, Mrs. Izzard, yeah, Williams. So with <laughs> Nick's girl, <laughs> all those yeah. people that um, travel from all over the world to see Arsenal when we were coming on the Saturday, uh, fucked. All those Leicester fans that were expecting to come on Saturday and book their hotels are fucked. So that's the first the one. Um, the the second one, and we went, to, we took to Twitter to uh, to argue with um, Arsenal's decision to give put surcharge on the Barca game, and the response back from Arsenal when they did reluctantly remove that surcharge was so patronising and humiliating, and I just. It makes you feel sick that our club could be so disgustingly patronising towards us fans. Yeah, I mean, the email, I don't know if you saw the email I wrote in, literally the the bloke responded to it by cutting and pasting what was already on the website. And I'd explain that, you know, the only reason we got to this point is that you made Zagreb a Category B game and you made Bayern Munich in the group stage a Category A game. And we've never, ever, in all the group stages, we've never had a Category A game. Um, Regardless of that, the response of "Well, we didn't explain that. We obviously didn't yeah, explain didn't that." You Basically, you, you as Arsenal fans are too stupid to understand. Was the response? So, on this occasion, because of your stupidity, we'll just back down. But I find that breathtakingly arrogant. And, what do you expect, Matt? Come on, um, um, you know, the funny bit them. about it was me and Stuart's uh, hashtags. Wasn't it, Stuart? So my first one was Barca Stards. Hashtag Barca Stards. Uh, what was your one, Stuart? 
Is he gone? Stuart? Stuart is hard. I was on mute. Sorry. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm having a burn. Oh, right. So, I, can't, I can't remember what ones I did. Well, you did new, new more money. No more, yeah, new camp there, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Neymar money was a good one. Um, what was Lee's? A Spain in the arse, wasn't Spain it? in the arse. I like that one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Catalan cunts. <laughs> I just have to, I'm going to have to go back and find it now. Yeah. But there was, uh, we tried to, um, we took to Twitter to try and uh, have our say to Arsenal and they did back down eventually and I'm sure it wasn't us, but uh, some more reputable. I, uh, I remember reading their response though, thinking, wait a minute, this this is going to come back and bite us on the arse because they'll go, well, fuck you, there you go. They'll have your 19 quid back for this game. Yeah. Next year, you're, you're, you're getting it in the arse, you know. Yeah. I, I, it would surprise me if they didn't put the season ticket prices up by 50 quid next year. Well, they said that they weren't going to put the season ticket prices up, didn't yeah. they? So Maybe they include less cup games in there or something. Well, that's the one thing. I mean, I, I, I tweeted Arsenal saying... I tell you what, if we're too stupid to understand your rules, why don't you just remove the Champions League games from the from the season ticket price? Because yeah, well, actually, no other league, no other team in the country does it. Everyone else just offers the nineteen league games. And so you they know, could I go for that. To you be know? honest, I could do. You know, I would be quite happy to miss the Zagrebs and the stuff where we've already qualified. And the Bayern Munich. And the Bayern Munich. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. qualifiers are dead rubber as well, isn't it? The second qualifier legs sometimes is shit. And I just think, you know, we pay, I mean, most of us pay upwards of a grand. Uh, and it would probably mean it It was something like 750 quid or something instead of £1,000. And it just... Totally make... If they took the seven cup games out... Yeah. What are they? Class and more category B games. So take they the have to season ticket. So. And, you know, we, we pay the most money of any club in the world for our football, to watch our football. And, you know, we, um, we're watching our owner, Stan Kroenke. Um, Boo! Uh, Boo! Treat people... It, equally as poorly in America. So... Slam Stan. Yes, so there was a, a campaign... To, so, the, Stan Kroenke decided to move the St. Louis Rams to LA. And, yeah. again, uh, so a wealthy fan had, had, had booked space for an advert on the Super Bowl where he said, you know, we pay exorbitant price for tickets and beer and... We cheer our team on, and this is how you've treated us to leave, you know, just to bugger off. Um, and you've got $8, million, $8 billion, and it's an absolute scandal. So I encourage all of our, all of our listeners to go on the Slamstan uh, hashtag and just tell our American friends what he's doing to Arsenal, because just the whole idea of having to pay a surcharge because it's Barcelona and if we had qualified in first place in that group because we'd got a better team and we'd spent our £90 million then maybe we wouldn't be paying that surcharge and maybe we would, we would be the best team in Europe 
Can I ask a question about the this? Money we've got. Can I ask a question on, about this? On. Not being a season ticket holder anymore. Uh, if we went out in the third round of the cup, yeah, yeah, and we wasn't in the Champions League, yeah, get your money back. They give yeah, you a you refund on next year's tickets. Yeah, yeah, of the seven cup games. They give, yeah. they give you a refund yeah. on next year's ticket, so... Yeah, right, that's fine. That's, that's, that's more international, yeah. So yeah, that means so, you have to renew next year to get that money back? No, no, if, if you don't renew, they'll give you the money back, Nick. Oh, do they? Okay, fair enough. But yeah. there, is a, there is a sense that, you know, uh, there's seven credits, and those credits have been... It should be for whatever class of fixture... There is, and because just do away with the cup games, and just reduce the price down to six fifty or seven hundred quid for the straight nineteen league games. Still a lot of money, but it's a bit more affordable. I'd be happy I, with that. I totally agree with you, John. You know, if we had first priority on the cup tickets, I mean, the other the other one uh, which came up this week is that to go to um, Tottenham away. You need forty away points. So, so you, Bill's email about that. Yeah. So Bill had uh, emailed the Arsenal Supporters Trust, um, telling them, you know, it's a scandal that people are, uh, they're basically giving their tickets away, so they're getting the credits, and that true fans are, aren't going to those games because the, those they tickets are. are being passed on uh, to ringers, and again, it's. Um, it's just another fact of how poorly Arsenal uh, treat its fans, really, to me, in that nobody has well, a chance of going I to those I think that's other fans stitching up fans, not Arsenal Football Club. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, should, I, uh, I agree with Bill that they need to, to but stop there should it. Be some, there should be some sort of matching your season ticket to your to your away paper ticket when you know when you go into the ground, something like that, to make sure that it is actually... But, and I guess if you... <laughs> I've got to say, I mean, I went to every away, every home and away game from about January 89 till sometime in 91. Yeah. And we didn't have the away credits thing then. And it was a bloody nightmare that, you know, there was no recognition of people who went to every single away game and you had to apply with everyone else. And, you know, if you literally weren't phoning the box office the day they came out or someone was going up to Arsenal to get the tickets, it was a nightmare. Yeah. So at the time, I really thought we needed to do something for the people who went to every away game to recognise that. And yeah. I suppose with the away season ticket, we've done it. And the away credits is a sort of way of doing it. But yeah. the ridiculous thing is, I don't think it was ever expected that we would be selling out every single away game and you just can't get an away credit, you know? Nick, I, we, how much is, how yeah. does you get it's a away season ticket? You apply for it, you, don't you? Yeah. Way, you're on a waiting list, the same as your season ticket. Yeah. Right. See, the one thing I've, I've, I've never really agreed with, and maybe I'm wrong here, is that people with the away season ticket, they get priority over some with a home season ticket for cup final tickets and stuff like that. No, I think you have to have a home season ticket to have an away one. You've got to have both? No, yeah, you have to have a home one to get to be eligible for an away one. Okay, no, you should. Um, but, you know, mm. I, to be fair to those fans... That How much are they? We, I think we've got like 2,500 people on the away season ticket scheme... Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, they should all get a ticket, particularly to a big game like Spurs. If they're going to go every single game, home and away, fair play to them, because I wouldn't be doing that. But I'd love to go to Spurs every now and then. Yeah, um, I suppose we all so, would, really. Yeah, exactly. That's it's, why it's frustrating. The problem only arises, really, when, it, when it's kind of the Spurs, because most of the other games, 
you know, we're, we're kind of not too bothered about going. Um, but, you know, I, I think if there's genuinely, like I said, if there's genuinely two and a half, three thousand people, which will fill up the away end in most Premier League stadiums, um, then, then if they want to go every week, let them, you know, that's, that's fair enough. I mean, in some ways, I'd rather have an away season ticket than a home one. You know, just to travel around, see other grounds and stuff like that. I think that'd be better. If you can't just, if you've got to have both, then that's like... You're going with a mate and he goes to the homes and you goes to the aways. That, that's, you know, that's probably what a lot of them do, John. I don't know. But, <clears> um, like I said, I'd be pissed off if I went to every home and away game and then a bloke that just wants to go to the Tottenham game every year gets as good a chance as going as, as I did. Yeah, 40 points. It's kind of like a, it's like a nominal... Yes, yeah, oh, we, we have got less tickets. It could tickets, be 40, so, it could be 100. I mean, yeah, no, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. We have got less tickets. Yeah, yeah, but we struggle to get three or four points a year, any of us not going to the odd game. So, and they rub off, is it every three years they go off? Yeah. I think we're too generous. So, so the I best we're going to do, any of us, is probably. I mean, the other thing that they've said is that, so there was a um, uh, Premier League. Uh, suggestion that all away fans would only have to pay a, a maximum of 30 quid for a ticket. Yeah. Um, that was 20, and, 20, wasn't it? They were 30. To... Well, they, they had settled on 30 and Arsenal had uh, one of the clubs, out, uh, one of seven clubs, including all the other big ones, I think, who reject rejected that as an idea. So we'll still see away fans protesting at our ground and to me, um... but you know, to be honest with you, if we if the away fans only charge thirty quid for a category A game, our fans would be paying sixty, seventy, eighty quid. You know, yeah, I don't, so I don't think that's fair either. So what I think it should be is the bloody every ticket should be available for thirty quid, given the money that's coming into football nowadays. Well, ben, but, Bengals on the news only the other day saying that's never going to happen. Basically, as if if you read between the lines, it's like. Well, we'll never do that, you know. Yeah. Well, he was basically saying that the players are going to be taking all the money, which is probably true, you know. Yeah. Well, the TV money, I guess, but you feel yeah. like fans should somehow have well, some, you... get something back for what they're, they're well, why contributing. Do, why don't they ban agents? Because I bet agents take out almost as much money as we put in. That's a bit racist, isn't it? Agents. <laughs> Banning Asians. Not paying, no. Oh, seriously, why don't they just ban all agents? All dealings have to be done direct with a player and maybe his own solicitor. That's the old George Graham days, though, isn't it? Yeah, the old just... uh, uh, pile of 20 grand notes in the safe. Yeah, so, yeah. so giving it to George Graham rather than giving it to some dodgy agent. What's, what's the difference? Again, Someone's still racist. taking me out of the game. Uh... Do you think we're a bit too generous to the away teams or we give them too many suits? If you look like... I don't know how many we get for Spurs, but some of the clubs we don't. Is it Newcastle? We don't get a lot at. It's a percentage you have to you have to allocate. Is it? Like, but it's like, the where you put them because Newcastle put them like in the, up in the gods, don't like they? Real Madrid do, yeah, yeah. And we put them in a beautiful spot, just like Block Five. Yeah, basically. I always said they? that from day one. They yeah. should have been up in the top in the top section, right at the top at the back. And also, when you get a situation where Spurs fans they showed the ladies' toilet from the last home game against Spurs. Well, the ladies' toilet was totally demolished. Yeah, a single bit of porcelain was stood there, hooked to the walls, or anything. Yeah, as soon as they turn around and start smashing a place up, which Spurs do every time they come down, they say, "Right, no away fans. See you later. We're fed up with the amount of money we got to shell out 
is your lot come down and smash the place up. I think the club. The I think I think the club gets the the I bill think they for have that. to pay for it. Yeah, Tottenham have to pay for that, John. Yeah, but we should still ban them. Say no, we're not having it. We did dismantle half of their ground, and we yeah. yeah, yeah, we were pulling down the signs, weren't we? To dare is to d- d- to don't. <laughs> okay, so uh, well, we've, you know, I just think that it's a bit of a depressing subject, I suppose, but it's it's very topical. And we're but what's head- going to change, eh? Well, I guess you know, maybe if we keep protesting and we keep. Yeah, but we're idiots. We're we're all idiots, aren't we? So we'll still keep going, whatever happens. Well, that's true. So, so don't really... <laughs> Let's have a dirty <laughs> protest. <laughs> a dirty protest. Yeah, dirty protest. <laughs> what are we can do? There's still thirty odd thousand on the on the waiting list. They don't give a toss about me. No. Actually, they did say that there's way too many season ticket holders, and they'd really like more casual people going to the yeah. ground because. Obviously, the casual fans are the ones that spend all the money in the club shop and, <sighs> you know... Um, buy the we, pies. Buy the pies. Then what they need to do, then, is if someone gives up their season ticket, don't give it to the next one on the list. So, right, that's well, they one... they don't, because you don't want it. That's to a casual... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. So um, it uh, it was my thirty eighth eighth birthday uh, on yesterday. Oh, it's <laughs> and uh, my, my Jenny got me a book called Dull Men of Great Britain, which is fantastic, <laughs> um, and it's got lots of uh, examples of men being dull. So there's a there's people who collect beer cans. That's like you, Stuart. Yeah, um, I don't. I emptied. <laughs> there's. Um, a drain spotter, so not a person who spots trains, but a person who spots drains. Um, and there's a really? guy who is an anorak about anoraks, so he collects Lee. anoraks. Sorry, Lee. Lee. <laughs> His name is Lee, actually. Anyway, so um, the one here that um, stood out for me, so it says, well, men uh, with dull tendencies... And it said, when it, England football Alan Shearer was asked after his team Blackburn Rovers won the Premier League from Manchester United what he would be doing to celebrate, he said, I'm, I'm going home to creosote me fence. Um, so um, the question for you guys is on this uh, dull evening, um, what is, who is the dullest Arsenal player and why? Oh, I'd go for Alan Smith. Alan oh, Smith. has it got to be current? No, it doesn't have to be current. No, I'd go Alan Smith. Why is I mean, that? Why would oh, you? He just, he just. I think the way he sounds like his nose is bunged up. Actually, we used to call him the accountant because he just yeah, looked he like just, he should be a sort just, of chartered accountant or something. That's East Midlands dirt, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just right. does, turn just, up with a briefcase instead of a sports bag. If you can picture a rainy, grey day, you'd put Alan Smith there, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> that would be my one any more uh, Nick Williams what do you reckon I don't know I haven't thought about this I couldn't really think um, I'll try and think of some you know play on words for the surname but all I got was I know he wasn't an Arsenal player but um, Tim Sherwood because he, he's from Boreham Wood oh. that's oh. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that's about as good as get I'm your doing. coat Nick <laughs> what about you Nick Rowe Who's boring? 
Oh, I don't know. Actually, it's really difficult, isn't it? I mean, we've had quite a few players who haven't come across that well when they're interviewed. Yeah. You know, but I wouldn't really say they're really dull. Um, a few of our players yeah. had real. Who? Theo Walcott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is dull, isn't he? Yeah. Even the way he. Like, so he went round. He, he chased his girlfriend uh, when he was 16 round Claire's accessories, putting stuff in her bag, like surreptitiously, in her basket, like a hair clip or something. Isn't that the dullest courting you've ever heard of? Look for those Claire's accessories. <laughs> <laughs> they could do our own advert. It, it, it's, he's so bored, I can't think of anything to say about him. Who's that? Walcott. No yeah. one's mentioned his new name, have they? Theo Walcunt. <laughs> oh. Lee Coutini decided to... Uh... No, I think I started that. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. And Lee, Lee took it on as well. So I think yeah. we've all had the same idea one time or another, Stuart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Walcunt. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I was going to say Sol Campbell, because he's just so... His comments that he made, you know, about his career and... Um, all the things that he felt he should have had in his his career just so fucking boring. Well, England <laughs> captain. Yeah, we England captain. Why weren't I England captain? Is it because I was black? Is it because I was black? Is it because you had a tantrum at half time and buggered off? <laughs> yeah. Actually, that makes him a bit interesting, doesn't it? I reckon so. Stepanov's might have been a bit boring. <laughs> oh, uh, what's his name? Oleg Luzhin. <laughs> I bet he was. I bet he was a real conversation killer, wasn't he? Oleg Luz- no, no, Nick. Nick, he's got a nickname with a horse, and it won't because he could fucking run fast, mate. I tell you, it's because he, it's because he could fill a stocking in seconds. <laughs> he could do that helicopter thing and actually take off. Um, so the uh, in the other one for me is Dennis Burkamp because I was going to say Burkamp, but Nick would have a moan. No, no, you're Definitely going to say Burkamp. Anyone who, at the age of, age of 12 years old, spends all day kicking a ball at a wall, trying to hit the admit, right brick. I've, I've read his autobiography, and it's not exactly thrilling reading. No. Oh, oh mate, you know what? You want to try Nigel Mansell's autobiography? Fuck <laughs> you, <damn. laughs> uh, Yeah, right. then I'm beat out and centre to the world title. I'm not being funny. For someone who was probably one of the most exciting racing drivers you could ever see. His book... Dennis Bergkamp? No, yeah, Bergkamp, yeah. No, Mansell. For someone who had the one, he was a fantastic, courageous racing driver. What a boring personality that bloke was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Particularly when you've got people like, um, you know, Alan Prost and stuff in the same generation. There's shagging everything and, uh, you know, champagne and... All that shit. But we're not here to talk about motor racing. Um, or are we? Are we? we can do new <laughs> oh, join us on the F1 podcast. Yeah, just the <laughs> F1 podcast. That, that would be dull. <laughs> the our, F in one. The F in one. Our lot in... F in one. Our lot on Cops Corner. <laughs> or whatever it's called. I don't know. Seriously. Maggots. Maggots. Our, one, our lot on Maggots. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, we're back onto bloody carp fishing again, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, so well, uh, slagging off Walcott, isn't it? Uh, 
So, um, th- so this guy, uh, the Super Bowl, had created a um, advert um, about. So it's thirty seconds of him slagging off Stan Kroenke. What would our lot in Block Five make an advert on that could be, say, at half time against Leicester? Theo Walcott's thirty second appearance the other day. <laughs> Which is just about the right amount of time for him, really. Yeah. And it was fucking chucking it down the rain, wasn't it? It was brilliant. <laughs> and he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything in the time he, he came on the pitch. He came no, on the I pitch, think that was just... And... Make him get brilliant. wet. Yeah, get him wet. Get him pissed <laughs> off. Go on, get out there for no time at all. Yeah, sure, love Did that. he actually get a touch of the ball? No, I don't think so. We're talking about Theo Walcott here. No, he didn't. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, um, cheers again. It's been a fantastic episode. Uh, let's hope that this week brings... Are we not doing predictions for Sunday? Oh, right. Go on then. Let's do a prediction. I worry about this. So, go on. John, 4-0. Two... Four, four I was going to say, 2-1 Arsenal. 2-1 Arsenal. Nick, and, yeah. uh, Stuart? Oh, dear. I'll just... I'll, I'll... Unless something miraculously changes in the week, I think we're going to get beat Sunday. Right. Um, so my my heart says we'll win three two. My head's sort of saying it's going to be two nil Leicester. Right, Nick Williams. Two nil Leicester. You can't have that. I've had that. We've had two. It's it's all right. Unfair. Well, right, I've gone with the one with my head. Three two, three two, Leicester. Oh dear! And John, it's going to be an absolutely brilliant game. We're going to tear them a new arse, and it's going to be four nil Arsenal. <laughs> How many Stellas you had? <laughs> well, I'm going to sit on the fence and say it'll be one all, and that Man City and Tottenham will draw one all as well, and that we'll just everything will stay the same. So that means Leicester probably win the league then because they haven't got any anybody else left to play. Yeah, well, they're in their last three games. Got, they've got to go yet. But they've got Chelsea away on the last game of the season, haven't they? Or Chelsea? Well, like yeah, I said, they haven't got anybody left to play. No, nah, they've got their last three side, games are think. tricky. Their last three games are tricky. So you know we we're not out of it. If we do win, we're two points behind Leicester, and. You know, we can watch Man City and Tottenham in a bit more comfort. But, you know, then it's on. The February games are going to come thick and fast. We've got the Man United away game. We've got Barcelona at home. We've got Tottenham away in, in early March, haven't we? Yeah. And Hull in the FA Cup. So it's a, a You know what, though, to be honest, if Wenger's got any sense, he would write off the Champions League game, not risk anybody decent. And say, look, we ain't going to beat those. Walk away from it. Just well, I suppose we've it. got the first leg to try our best in, and then if it's a route, oh, if, we get, if, we, if we get Gary Neville, then you know. It, well, I think even even two goals. You know, if we're two goals down in the first leg, we ain't going to make it back with our first string team. So, like you said, no. fuck it. it. Doesn't really matter what happens over there. All right. Well, uh, on that happy note, um, <laughs> we'll see you next week, boys. Can't you guys? Take care. Come on, you guys. Alright, you can download us on iTunes. Just search Arsenal 
and find Arsenal our lot in block five podcast. You can find us on Twitter at our lot pod. Or like our Facebook page, Arsenal our lot in block five. Do not, under any circumstance, ask to join the <laughs> our lot in block five Facebook group. You ain't going to get it. Just find the page, like the page. Thanks for listening. Now you have found Well, sorry about that, Stuart. You're missing Benidorm now. Oh, don't worry. He's been shit. I didn't do my thing about. um, uh, You what? You didn't do the bromance thing, did you? I didn't do the thing about what's your jam. Because um, there was that thing with Roberto Martinez dancing at a Jason Derulo gig. <laughs> to, um... I'm going so loud, I'm going so loud, I'm going so loud. And um, I was going to ask you what's your jam, but what would you be caught dancing to, Stuart? Um, it would be the, the, the blue jean. It will, yeah, yeah. It would be one of them, or <laughs> or it would be the jams, or the jam. Your jam is the jam. Yeah, yeah. What about you, John? It'd be Sisters of Mercy or something, wouldn't it? Uh, that or whatever I danced drunk round the kitchen to. What was it? Friday. I went out with Lee, didn't I? Friday got a oh, bit yeah. drunk. Uh, I danced round the kitchen to. I ended up saying Spear of Destiny, Never Take Me Alive, best song in the world. So what was I dancing around? <laughs> I can't remember. Normally I just get drunk and start jiving around. But sometimes it's the Sisters of Mercy or the Mission that always gets me going. Yeah. Stuff. What about you, uh, Nick? Oh, Good Times by Chic. <laughs> Gay. Or, or, or Sylvester, Do You Want a Funk? <laughs> Gay. Stallone. What about you, Nick Rowe? Would you, uh, it'd be Embrace or something, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, something a bit more punky, something that would be really sort of a good pogo around to, you know? Yeah. A bit of the cult sanctuary, you know, something like that. Oh, something definitely. Really, oh, top yeah. man. Definitely. Oh, yeah. We'd all get down to a bit of Toots and Maytel in the old uh, Barcosa, wouldn't we? 5446, <laughs> that's my number. Sorry? That's it, 5446, that's my number, Toots and the Maytels. Yeah, or... Um, Donna Summer, I Feel Love, was another of our favourites. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me, you were doing so well there, Matt. <laughs> and on that note, I'll see you next yeah. week. All right, guys, take care. Bye. 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 Bye.